Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So, this series is on the power of the question. Questions are amazing. Just the power. Uh, some places you can't even ask questions. Because if you do, you get in huge trouble. And it seems so innocent. So non-threatening just to ask a question. But it's amazing. If you ask the right question, even if you say it really, really sweetly, people can get all kinds of crazy and immediately start coming after you. There's one episode where Jesus is in the district of Caesarea, Philippi. Now, there uh, in Jesus' day, there were two Caesareas. There was Caesarea Maritima, which was on the coast, and Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi was mainly where we find uh, Jesus' headquarters to spend a lot of time in Caesarea Philippi. But he's asking in Matthew 16, verse 13, he's asking his disciples, Who, who do you say that the Son of Man is? And we mentioned before that asking questions is very Jewish. It's very, very Hebraic. And most times today, uh, people want to you know, want to hear stuff, lists of stuff. You know, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? So we're like the uh, we're like the jailer in in Acts. Hey, what do I have to do to get saved? What do I have to do? Here, Jesus is asking his disciples. Who do you say that the Son of Man is? So, that is a question, I believe, for everyone. For every disciple. You know, and there's really two questions here. The first one is, who do people say that the Son of Man is? That's that's the first question he asks them. And in, in uh, Matthew 16, 14, they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then for the clincher, he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Okay, so now, now we're getting down to the real question. Who do you say Jesus is? When people ask, if they ask, or let's phrase it a different way, when you act differently than the people around you, 
when you act like you care about other people, and hopefully through the power of the Holy Spirit you're doing it earnestly, right? And people say, hey, you act different. Do you say, well, it's because of Jesus? And the question, and this is a huge question, by the way, both of these are, is who do you say Jesus is? Now, first question, both of these are just loaded. I mean, just huge. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Now, it's interesting that he uses the term Son of Man because that is a messianic title. It's a messianic term. It's loaded with Jewish meaning. The Hebrew term, and I believe this is from uh, Ezekiel, is the Baranash. Who is the Son of Man? So, years ago, when I was in Sunday school, in a Baptist church, this was before I really, really cared what the background, the Jewish background, the Hebraic background of the New Testament was. Before I really, really felt compelled to get into the Old Testament, I was very much like any evangelical Protestant Baptist walking around. I had all of these preconceived notions in my head about what I had been taught about Jesus and the Jewish people. Now, obviously, all the stuff about Jesus was very positive. You know, well, you know Jesus, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't follow the law. He, you know, he thought law was burdensome. And, and he went around circumventing all that stuff. And then, and Paul just backed him up, you know. Paul, you know, jumped it out the window. There's a lot of people who still believe that and are taught that on a regular basis. But I had a Sunday school teacher who was a lawyer, really good argumentation, and also someone who had done a lot of studying on Jewish history, the Hebraic perspective. That's what I love. That's the term I love. I embrace that. Okay, Because all the other terms usually have to do with movements and sometimes with people who have become in and of themselves a problem because they're all prideful because now you know they do things a different way and look down on other people. So here's the thing. At that time, I really did look down on Jewish things until somebody woke me up and that was this Sunday school teacher who was a lawyer and he said what do you think the son of man what do you think that means 
was Jesus? Why was Jesus using that? And I was like, oh, I just think, you know, hey, he was born of a, you know, of a man. You know, he's a descendant, you know, of humans, right? He was a man born of a woman. And the Sunday school teacher did a, a really fascinating thing. He said, uh, no. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong, Kimosavi. Yes, he was born as a human, but the term son of man is a messianic term. It's loaded with meaning. And then I got into a little bit of an argument, which I lost. Because that was the one guy that God needed to be in front of me to wake me up. Because he could... My background is in argumentation. That's what I've done for a long time. That's all my degrees are in argumentation and rhetoric. And so God had to put a lawyer in front of me who could go toe-to-toe with that and show me where I'm wrong. And it was amazing. And basically, the Sunday school teacher was saying, who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say that that the Son of Man is? Now, the question about Jesus... This question, he says, who do people say that the Son of Man is? That is huge and loaded. It depends on the group. Some groups believe that he's just a guy, an appointed guy. You know, he was born very special, but he was selected, you know. and But he was a man just like anybody else, and he died like anybody else, and that was it. But he had a very special mission, you know, kind of like a prophet, like, you know, Isaiah, uh, you know, Ezekiel. You know, uh, had these missions, and God put him here, gave him a mission, boom, he died, he's gone. And that's it. There are other people that, believe it or not, even question if he was actually physically here. There are beliefs uh, which are basically you can trace back to Gnosticism, which was way back in Paul's day, but. Gnosticism is a very fancy word, which means uh, secret knowledge. So these, there's this group that, and people that believe this today are the same kind of thing, but they believe there's a secret knowledge that you can get, and that you're really, you know, and that the physical world is bad, spiritual world is good. So therefore, Jesus really must have been a spirit, you know, kind of like sol- kind of like a hologram walking around kind of solid light kind of thing you know but not really a physical blood and cell you know breathing kind of entity he's just kind of walking around and just like solid light there are people who believe that seriously they do um there are people that believe he was a man and that he was not the son of god but the kicker is this term he uses, the Son of Man, is a very heavily loaded, messianic, prophetic title. And it hints at the supernatural. 
And he, here's the thing about Jesus that, that's so fantastic in the New Testament. And, and this is also very Hebraic. Jesus didn't see the need and did in, in that culture to pound people over the head with the fact that he was the Messiah. Now, he mentions it, okay? But when I say that, I mean this. He didn't have a placard running around with all his disciples. Here's the Messiah. Here's the Messiah. This is him. This is him. This is him. People would ask, and he would tell them. And he mentions it over and over again. This is one of the times. He says, who do people say the Son of Man is? Who's he referring to? Himself. And that is a messianic term. He is saying... I am the Messiah in when he's talking to his disciples about this. But Jesus did not have to pound people over the head with a uh, uh, you know a public address system or a bullhorn to declare who he was. So a lot of times when you see it in the Gospels and in the New Testament, he is He's talking about it, but it's a secondary reference. Then there are times he just flat out tells people, yeah, I'm him. So, there are a lot of different ideas out there. And they range from he was God to, nah, he was just a real good guy, smart rabbi. Rabbi's dead now. A lot of different opinions. But Jesus says, who's, who do people say the Son of Man is? Now, here's the big, the big question, though. Because at first, in Matthew 16, 13, he's just talking about the people at large, you know, the people around. All right? What are, what are their opinions? concerning the Son of Man. And and this is this is where he kind of puts the cap on the jar. I mean he 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 says in uh, Matthew sixteen fifteen, then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? That is the huge question. Who is Jesus to you? If you are a disciple, who is Jesus to you? A lot of times people say, well, you know, Jesus is Lord, or, or Jesus is Savior, but he's not my Lord. What? Well, yeah, Jesus saved me, but but I don't always follow him, so, you know, and I don't really do what he, do what he wants me to do all the time, so, so he's really not my Lord all the time. What? <laughs> huh? No, 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 no. Listen, it's a package deal. If Jesus is your Savior, he saved you, he owns you. And people, this this is one concept that, that, that people skip by, okay? This is an idea that people skip by. He saved us from the slave market of sin to be a slave to God. We're still slaves. Okay? He doesn't treat us that way because of the adoption of sons that the New Testament talks about. 
sons and daughters is what we are. But you got to understand, when he bought us, we came in as slaves to God. That's what Paul says. He says, I'm a bondservant. That's a slave by choice. That's what Paul calls himself. And I'm not better than Paul. So I'm going to take Paul at his word for it. And guess what? I believe that's true for me as well. And a slave is to serve the master. So you can't, oh, well, yeah, he's my savior, but he's not my lord. What? No, no, you're just not in touch with what's going on. You can't have one without the other. It's impossible. Now, Peter, and I'm, I like Simon Peter. A lot of people do like Simon Peter because Peter's just the guy that's, number one, he's, not, he's really not the intellectual kind of guy, okay? So he's not the sharpest dude, all right? He's not the sharpest one in the group. Now, he doesn't have the education of Matthew, doesn't have the education of Paul. But Peter has a heart as big as the planet. And he is like, and he is stoked to be in it. And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Boom. Huge explosion. I mean, that that is... That's it. And Jesus says, Simon, you're blessed. Because, look, flesh and blood didn't tell you that. But my Father in heaven did. My Father who's in heaven told you that. So what, he's, what is he saying? He's saying, look, you've got a relationship. You know who I am. And you have a relationship with my Father through me. Wow, because he told you that. My father spoke to you into your heart and told you that, Peter. How awesome can that be? When the Son of God tells you his father is speaking to you and showed, showed you something. That's amazing. That's amazing. So who, ask yourself this question. Who is Jesus to you? Who do you say he is? And if you come up with any answer that doesn't include or isn't capsulized in, he is the Christ, which Christ is the Greek way of saying Messiah, son of the living God. then you need to have heart-to-heart -heart with yourself and the living God. And get into the scripture and check it out. What we do and how we live determines determines evidence shows evidence of our relationship with God. Do we live like Jesus is, like we have that relationship and the Father speaking to us, and that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Do we have that behavior? Can people tell 
when you walk in the room, when you treat other people, when you serve other people, when you're doing your job, whether it's making pizzas or programming high-level computers, can people tell that you are someone who belongs to the Messiah, the Son of the Living God? Now, again, this isn't a matter of earning your salvation. That's not what it is. What it is is, he bought us from the slave market of sin. He paid the price. We belong to him. We're slaves, but he treats us like family. And the Father, the living God, Jesus' Father speaks to us. And Jesus is in us through the Holy Spirit, because that's what the Holy Spirit does, is he makes us more and more like Jesus every day, hopefully. As we read the Word and we do what he wants, his will. And what's his will? It's in the Bible. That's why he gave it to us. So, the question today is still, who, who do you say that Jesus the Messiah, the Son of the living God is? And are you showing that in what you do? So I want to encourage you, each and every day, each and every moment, every time you wake up, to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. Because the ride only gets better. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.